According to Mike and Tony is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Mike Pierce got the bandana on looking like some kind of crazy ass biker today. How are you, sir? Happy Friday. <laughs> I just got back from the gym. I I work out so intensely that I have to keep the sweat out of my eyes. <laughs> and on top of that, like, you know, like when you do, co- you know, it's COVID, right? So yeah. you don't want to touch your eyeballs. So in order to minimize the amount like of me wiping my eyes and stuff, I always wear the bandana. And since my hair was already fucked up and I didn't want to put a hat <laughs> over my sweaty hair, I'm just going to wear the bandana the whole time. It looks good on you, bro. Looks so. good. My uh, my biological dad always used to wear one of those. He always used to have one. He used to joke that as he got older and his hairline was moving back, it got thicker and thicker and thicker as he got older. Uh, yeah, you got You don't want to touch the eyeballs, dude. That's bad. That's bad news. Um, it's episode one hundred and twenty-five. We got a crew up in here today. Of course, Couch Guy is with us. We got uh, Dom Gordon also in the house, and one of my favorite, my man Avery Jacob. Welcome what? back. It's been a long time, dude. Yeah, it's been a minute, man. It's been a minute. How are you, brother? I'm doing very well. Um, I was concerned about Mike when he said co, about because I thought he was talking about cocaine, but he's talking about COVID. <laughs> a lot more concerning than cocaine. <laughs> as soon as he hears co, that's the first thing into his head. I just heard co, and I was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> this is my co-host. Uh, no. <laughs> no, brother, it's been a long time. I'm really glad to have you back here. Um, I, I've talked about your stuff when you're not here. Maybe your ears were ringing, um, but I love your music. I genuinely, genuinely love your music. Even if I didn't know you as a friend, as a homie, um, I would listen to your shit. It is bomb. Uh, I still remember that show me and Mike went to. I don't know what year that was, Pierce. It's, it seems like forever ago now. 2017, 18, something like that. Yeah. Was it uh, Smoking Joe's or was it? Yeah. No. I don't even remember. No, it was Smoking Joe's. Well, no, we saw two. We saw saw Boulevard. And Goose Town Tavern. Yeah, we saw, uh, I I think Goose Town Tavern's where we saw, um, yeah, Boulevard. uh, Oh, my God. I'm blanking. Stonewall. Stonewall, Stonewall Boulevard, and then we yep. saw. Uh, what was the when we saw? No, them, we saw Stonewall um, on 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 uh, a little hole in the wall bar, yeah, and then at Goose Town Tavern we saw Smoking Joe's. Say that again, Dom. It was it was Goose Town because we were talking outside of it, wasn't it? No, so we saw we saw Stonewall Boulevard at that little hole in the wall bar that had the back entranceway, and um, it was like there was the bar up front and then the back, Tony was that other like little area ish and then we saw smoke and joe's at goose town tavern oh uh, okay yeah 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 got that steel trap memory pierce thank you for coming through <laughs> as always hopefully you still and we're getting older you, your memory is not changing at all bro i love it that and like the, it's like one of our last like instagram posts we're pretty terrible at instagram <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> it literally is our last post that'd be fucking hilarious uh no man it was fire though and i remember uh one of them i don't remember which one it was pierce but it was one it was like a weeknight right we went on like it was like a tuesday or a wednesday or something and you guys yeah. had that place packed. yeah that was uh that was Larimer Lounge. Yeah, that's what it was. Larimer oh, Lounge. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, always that so. Was, that was a wild night because we were just like, oh, we'll we'll have a good crowd. It was to the, you know, like just packed. Yeah, that's what I told Pierce. You know, I'm a musician. I've been playing a long time, dude. It is not easy to fill a joint like that on like a Tuesday or a Wednesday or whatever night yep. it was. 
Um, and you brought it too. You always bring it. Um, the the amount of electricity you have on stage, dude. As a as a front man myself, uh, I am envious. It is it is magical to watch you perform. Um, I'm, there's gonna be a lot of ass kissing tonight. I'm just gonna. Uh, put that out there right here at the very beginning. I really fucking love your music. Um, I've been checking out a lot of your new stuff too. Um, I I, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know where it comes from. I want to. Let's just start off with this. What inspires you to make music? The spirits, the Ooh. spirits of humanity, um, the spirits of the unseen. Um, you know, I, I think that um, ultimately the biggest thing that inspires me to create um, is honoring those spirits um, and doing something that um, enables those spirits to reach to the higher self. Because without without that um, without that inclination to reach to the higher, um, they just kind of stagnate. So you have to do something to serve them. You got to give them something to do. And if you give them something to reach for, then, um, you know, you, you, you can't go wrong and they'll serve you every time because they'll inspire you to reach for something higher. So, um, it's definitely, it's definitely a spiritual thing. Music is, mm -hmm. um, really spiritual. And, uh, once I grew to understand that, um, my music got much better. So, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely, definitely meant to serve the spirits, man. Dude, I love I love that. You phrase that in an interesting way, too, to serve the spirits. Um, I get curious about it. We can get into that a little bit later. Um, just because yeah. I am I am curious sort of where you where you're spiritually grounded. Would you say there was a time in the past when you were playing music when that wasn't um what was behind it or that wasn't what was motivating you? Oh yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because the thing about um any pursuit that we have, anything that you can do that makes your here and now better. And that's uh that could be music, that could be working out, that can be, um, I mean, just anything. Anything that makes you go outside of yourself to really strive and thrive for something. Um, you know, you're, uh, you make yourself open or vulnerable to um, ego or vanity, you know what I'm saying? Which is a spirit in itself because it's an energy that has to be honored. It's an energy that we all possess. We all possess the energy of vanity. Um, and some people stop at vanity, you know, some people, they just do what they have to do. And that's like, that's their baseline. Once they make themselves feel like they got it all together and they're hot shit, then there's nothing beyond that, you know? But I think I try to look beyond that. I, I try to look beyond the vanity because that's a very surface level energy. You know, that's what we see in the here and now. But um, we're not here to serve the here and now. We're here to serve the hereafter. So um, you know, I, I think that uh, I think that ultimately, what I try to do is um, you know, pay homage to that because uh, that's much more important than just you know, what'll make me feel like I'm a good person or make me feel like I'm a good musician or a good artist or whatever. Like it's 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 bigger than that. You know what I mean? Mm. When you um when you acknowledge that you're a part of something way bigger, um, I think that, uh, you know, you'll really and truly see growth, you know, and you'll empower other people that see you because other people are striving to be better as well. And when they see you being your best self, 
they'll strive to be their best selves. But if you're just trying to be your best self so that you can honor that little ego, then, uh, you know, you're the only one that's got that. You know what I'm saying? Yours is, it's, it's unique to you. But um, if you can speak to that thing beyond that, then you're speaking to everything. So, you know, that's ultimately what I try to speak to. Hell yeah, bro. I love that. And it's an easy pit to fall into, right? When, you, when you're in music or entertainment or the arts, it's a very easy thing to slide into that, that ego, man. It's, the, starts first one. it's mm-hmm. the first pit to fall into. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's, 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 um, it's the pit that's the easiest to fall into because it's your very first one. And most motherfuckers, they just, oh shit, and then they get caught in it for a long time. And um, it's difficult to get out of, ironically. It's the easiest to fall into, but it's the hardest to come out of. You know what I'm saying? So once you can evade that, then you got it. You know what I'm saying? You, you shit, you, you, you know, you're, you're eating apples and shit and pies after that. You just have to, um, you have to look for something more. You have to look for something more because that only lasts for so long. You know, mm-hmm. that feeling that you get, that energy that you receive from um, recognizing that you're serving that vanity only lasts for so long because that moment will pass and it'll make way for new moments. And then that energy will be tested, but it's the weakest one. It yep. really is. And that's part so, of the reason yeah. why why I think you get stuck in there and it's such a hard hole to climb out of, right? Because it is so fleeting and then it's over yeah. and then it leaves you hungry, craving more. You need more, yeah. right? And so then and you're constantly... Boy, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Before you know it, it's bigger than you. And it shouldn't be bigger than you because it's of you. It's you. At the end of the day, you just got to, you know, you just got to look for something bigger. Why are you not a life coach? <laughs> No, he's gonna start a cult. He's gonna, he's gonna start a cult. <laughs> a cult? Don't be thinking, give me the ball to cut now. <laughs> <laughs> you just see Avery push him out of the way. He's like, you're gonna have to edit that part out. Edit that part out. Yeah, like if you if you didn't see, like if I didn't have the glasses on, I'd just be like. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that scares me. So gotta, you know, hey, Avery, keep the glasses on, bro. <laughs> You're scaring me. I'm all the way over here. Keep the glasses on, bro. <laughs> oh no, man! I love it. I love it that you're coming from a spiritual place. Yeah. Um, so, how, so how long have you been playing for? Remind me. And I, I think I we've already covered this. You were on a podcast before, but just remind me. Um, I have been playing since I've been playing bass since like 17. And I've been rapping since I was 10 years old. Yeah, you rapped for a long time before that, right? And then you started kind of getting I, more into production and bass and, and, and producing music in general. He's got that sweet wooden bass too, Dollar, remember? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hell yeah, I remember that. You came. That was one of the first times we met. It may have been the first time we met. I don't remember. But you came over, I have a song, an old school song, uh, Dancing in the Sunshine. You were You just picked it up and started jamming to it. I don't I remember if we laid anything down or not. That but. Really well, as a matter of fact. I was, <clears throat> hey, Mark brought me over there. <laughs> the couch yeah. guy, you know what I'm the saying? Couch guy. He brought me over there, and um, <laughs> and we were jamming on that day. So um, yeah, that yeah yeah I, I that's I'm, dope. Uh, that's dope, dollar. You got to jam with both of us. Yeah, man. Oh yeah. The Hell rhythm, yeah. man. The rhythm of the soul. You know what I'm saying? Once you tap into that, you can tap into pretty much everybody's shit. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody's got a rhythm. We all have a heartbeat. 
Yeah. Well, and that's and that's a big part of why bands don't work out sometimes, I think, too, is that you got to be compatible, not just musically, but you got to be compatible with the person to actually produce something that's good, that's going to actually touch people's heart and make an effect of some sort. Um, you can't be just jamming with people. They're static. I, I don't know if you've ever experienced that. I've definitely experienced that in bands before. Where if like they're static or you just don't get along or that person you are not maybe you're not in it for the same reason maybe somebody in the band is after ego it can it screws the whole thing up man it takes the whole ship down for sure it does I mean that's um you know serving the ego is um it's a recipe for the poison you know what I'm saying um like that's one of the prime ingredients for creating that poison that causes great bands to just <clears throat> die you know um once you figure that out um you can move beyond all the bullshit and just do what you're meant here to do like you, you, you're meant to create at the end of the day if you're bit by that everybody's meant to create everybody is you know 100 it's ironic that we are created by our creators to create something you know what i'm saying and some people tap into that some people don't the people that do are really special but they get caught up in that trap. And once they get caught up in that trap, it's difficult to get past it. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, you know, blessed be to those that can see past that. Blessed be to those that are able to, um, you know, just kind of um, evade serving that really simple, that really simple spirit within you that says, I'm the best. And I just want to, you know what I'm saying, holler at them shorties over here after I play this show. And you know what I mean? Like, blessed be to those that can do what they're meant to do in this plane, in this time and space, you know? But, yeah. hey, hey, Avery, real quick, man. You know, I've known you from the past. What can you, I mean, just my, this is just for me to know, too. I mean, what, what do you think the difference is between you now? Versus what you back then when you were going with Jock and all that stuff. I like, yeah, I like that couch guy. I like that question because that's kind of where I was going in the beginning. I wanted to hear a little bit of that early story, you know, because everybody loves uh, hearing where you're at now. But I kind of, I always like that like origin story. Like, how the fuck did you get to be this super, su in my opinion, superhero musician that's really coming from this spiritual place that's tapped into something, man, that is uniquely you? What about before? Yeah, like where were, where was your head back then? Um. That's I was, good, it was the ego, man. <laughs> he got, he got I, you without. I listen, guy for the win. Listen, I, I, I have fallen in that trap before. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying. I have fallen in that trap before, and because I've fallen in that trap before, um, you know, I can recognize the pitfall. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I think that it's interesting. I have a cousin that's very dear to me. Um, Jock is very dear to me too, by the way. I love, you know, that's why that's my best. That's big bro. He gave me the game before anybody did, but I have another cousin of mine named nine who, um, who said that like, uh, you know, she listened to my latest music and she said, you know, that person that you were before, you don't have to claim that person unless you want to. Cause if you do, then you can, you know, because that's still a part of you. You know what I'm saying? Like, who you were when you were younger is still who you are now. You're just older. You're wiser. You've matured. You've learned things. You've seen things. You've experienced life. You have perspective. You know what I'm saying? Um, and ultimately, like, I'm still that same kid. I'm still that exact same kid that was following Young Jock 
and trying my best to, you know what I'm saying, emulate what I saw in, you know, my flesh and blood, who's like my twin cousin, who's like the coolest person in the world to me, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm just a little wiser now. I just have a little bit more perspective. And ultimately, I was able to get myself out of that hole um, that was the ego, the void that is the ego, because it's not just a hole, my friends, it's a void, you know? It starts as a whole and it becomes deeper and deeper and deeper the more that you feed into it, the more that you allow somebody else to feed into it. But I got out of that and I was able to truly serve, you know? So I'm um, I'm still that kid. I'm just um, more aware. I'm more aware of aware. my purpose and my capacity to serve. So um, I try to honor that before I honor anything else, you know. Yeah, I mean, young Jock, young Jock, he re young Jock. resides resides in College Park. Yeah, yeah. He, listen, College yeah. Park. Yeah, where I'm they shop cars. And I've done that. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> You meet him at the mall. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was trying to get you to say. You know, he resides in College Park, right? Don't, don't you dare! <laughs> don't you dare! And another grand at the bar. You better put respect on my cousin's name. <laughs> I'm a legend. Hey, I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what oh, what was it that got you out? How did you get yourself out? Was there was there any like major turning points? Was it a gradual process? Like how did you get to this? I I I know I keep I'm like beating a dead horse here, but I really want to know like how you turned it around. Like what? Because I, and the reason I ask that is because there's a lot of people stuck in that. You know, they're stuck in that cycle, and and a lot of times those not a lot of times every time those people are stuck in depression and anxiety, and you know you're you're in a downward spiral, right? Because you're constantly chasing that feeling that that ego is you're after that fulfillment that false fulfillment of filling up your ego and feeling good about yourself. And then at some point though, everybody wants to get out of that. They want that true happiness, that actual like satisfaction in life. And I get that from you, man. I, when I listen to your music and I watch you perform, that's where you're at. And so I want to know like, how, how did you get yourself out of that cycle before? Was it just, did, are you not sure? Like did it just happened gradually. Was there somebody in your life? Was it your cousin? Like you said, or like, what was it? When I turned 18 years old, I um I got locked up and I was in jail for a little bit. And I remember the first day that I was in jail, I was uh laying in my cot and I looked to the I looked to the right of me at the wall and there was um writing on the wall because people that spend their time in jail, they write on the wall because they want motherfuckers to know, you know, who was there. They they leave a message. It's the same when I was in the army and people would write on the wall because they wanted people to know that they were there. People want to leave an imprint. And somebody left an imprint and they said, it takes knowledge of self to better yourself. So ultimately what I did was I gained knowledge of self, you know, mm. I, um, I fought myself to understand my triggers. I fought myself to understand what it was that, um, that I was feeding when I was feeding my ego, I fought to understand why I was doing it. And you know, what, um, what pain that was attached to, 
you know, because every pain needs a name. Once you give your pain a name, if you're like, there are so many people in this world that are hurting and they have no idea why. I, I don't know why. It just fucking hurts. You know what I'm saying? But once you gain knowledge of self, you can start to identify those things. And once you start to identify those things, you can start to feed yourself truly. And feeding yourself isn't just about like eating, eating. It's about true nourishment, nourishment of the soul. So once I was able to like gain knowledge of self and I'm still gaining knowledge of self because I'm still here. And since I'm still here, I still have work to do. Since I still have work to do, I still have growing to do. So that is gonna continue. I'm on a constant pursuit of knowledge of self, you know? And since I'm on that pursuit, um, you know, I'm uh, just fighting to understand. And the better I understand, the better I can be, the, the, the better I can, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, I don't speak from this place of wisdom because I just know all, I just know myself, you know? And I know myself because I love myself until thy self be true. You know, that's, a, that's an old adage and it's a cliche that, you know, can get run into the ground, but you have to know the meaning. And if you know yourself, you'll truly know the meaning. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's what it is. Hell I, yeah, just had, I just had to get to, to know myself. And then once I got to know that, then there was, there was no stopping me. Dude, that was, that's fire. I love what you said about naming your pain. That's, yeah. that's enormous, bro. I think that's a big problem for a lot of people, right? A lot of us yeah. are walking around in a lot of pain, you know, and you just don't really know what it's from. You know, it's a, maybe it's just a combination of a bunch of shit, but once you name it, now you've got something you can attack. Now you got something you can yeah. fight against, something you can go, Hey, I got a project. I know what this is yeah. now. I love yeah. that dude. Call it by its name. Cause once you call it by its name, you fucking take its power from it. You take the power from it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Cause before that, it's, I'm really big on horror films. Mark, I don't know if you remember, we went, hey, Mark and I, we went to go see The Conjuring together in fucking theaters, and I was so fucking scared. Hey, both of us were scared. No, the girls the girls, the girls were less scared than you. No, 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 don't put me on the same category. I'm putting you on there. Right? I'm putting you on there. <laughs> you were holding your... Oh, no. <laughs> like this. Uh, <sighs> hey, so... There's a uh, the conjuring like the conjuring two I believe. Um, once Lorraine knows the name of the nun, she calls the name of the nun, and the nun loses power. You know, um, you have to know the name of your pain because if you don't, you can't attack it properly. You know what I'm saying? You can't mm. if you like if the 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 level of unknowing. It can, it can truly fuck with you. It can fuck with you so much that it just, it, it, and it can live with you forever unless you call it by its name, you know? So every pain needs a name and you have to know the name because if you don't know the name, you can't truly attack it. You know what I'm saying? So that's a part of it. That's just a part of it though. That's not everything. I'm not saying like, I don't have the answers to all of life. I swear to God I don't, but I know what helps me. And when I can identify what helps me, I can figure out what helps you. I love it. And so, so, and so when do you start as a life coach? Is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it, man. That's good shit. Um, 
I kind of want to get into your spirituality. I don't even know where to go with you, dude. You are such an interesting guest to have. Um, can we talk about end times? Can we talk about um, that video and that song? Um, yeah. That shit is is amazing. I, I absolutely love it. Um, I'm curious. I, let's start with the video. Like, I'm curious, like, how did you put that video together? Like, who all was a part of that? Or, like, what inspired you to do that? You know, so I want to I want to um, take this time to give a fat shout out to Lion League Music Group. Um, my boy Suave, my boy Anvil, um, all the partners that's under it because I'm brand new to that family. That's 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 uh, that's a new family that I have um, acquired. Um, they have taken me in as one of their own, and um, my boy Suave, who is just a tremendous videographer and uh, a really really talented producer. I mean, just like a multi instrumentalist, just a really incredible guy. Um, he, um, on one of the, uh, media days at the, um, the protests that were happening, um, last summer, he was there and he shot some footage and, um, it's interesting because I like to think of it as a parallel thing. Cause while he was shooting footage, I had just moved to Texas where I'm at right now. And um, I was writing about how I felt about everything. And, um, you know, we just happened to get in touch with each other and intersect. And once we intersected, we were able to kind of create this opportunity to really and truly show what was happening. Because, um, you know, what we saw last year, I remember I had somebody hit me up and they were like, is this the end of the world? Because people, people hit you up like that. When you, when you like, when you have knowledge of self, people will hit you up and they'll ask you like, you know all the answers and you, you don't. You, I, like I told her, like, I don't know, but I can tell you that's the end of something. And the end of something is the beginning of something else because that is the cycle of life. That's the circle of life. That's literally why it's called that because the end of something is the beginning of something. So, um, it just felt really appropriate and it felt like a great way, especially within this year to, um, to present that to people because people had to see what that was. Yeah, absolutely. Some, some really good lyrics and all your lyrics are so good, dude, but there was, there was a line in there that always stood out to me was that it's not what you make it son. It's what it becomes. Absolute. I love that. And that's, 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 uh, that's the truth. It's not about what you. It's not about what you make. It's about what the, the energy that you put into it, and it's about um, you know, something. It's like sometimes we just do. Some people just do shit, bro. You know, Fifty Cent. He he put out an incredible book, and um, his book is a uh, hustle harder, hustle smarter, and he was mentioning the story that he um, he was at Jamie Foxx's house and talking to Jamie Foxx's people. And uh, Jamie Foxx, like, gave him a shout out, like, 50 Cent, he just be doing shit. And that's it. You just got to do shit. And once you just do it, you just just do it on some Nike shit. Just do it. Because you never know what it could become. You never know. It could become bigger than what you intended it to be. You know what I'm saying? And it's one of the reasons why, like, I've seen, I've actively seen artists make a song and... Like it might be about something really simple to them, but they have a multitude of people saying this means this to me. It means so much. And the artist is just like, it was just this to me. And it's like, why the fuck would you do that? 
because it's much bigger than you. It's not just, it's, it ain't what you make it. It's what it becomes. If it becomes something bigger than you, let it be that because that came from you. And the part of that that came from you didn't really come from you. That came from the most high. So just let it it's, be that. It almost reminds me of that thing you were saying about ego, right? Because then if you're grabbing a hold of it and saying, no, 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 I didn't mean that. It's like it's you're taking away that meaning from someone. You can't do it. You're not able to because it's really not about you. It's, oh, it is what it oh. is once it's out in the world. You reminded me of two different artists right there that I was thinking of. Uh, Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam. I'm, obviously, I'm a 90s kid, grunge and all that. But uh, Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam and Kurt Cobain, and they're two different takes on their music. Because sometimes I heard one time somebody asked Eddie Vedder, you know, like, I can't remember if it was a specific song or if it was his music in general, and they asked him, um, you know, what does this mean? And he said, I'll never really tell you that. Like, I'm never going to tell you exactly what I meant when I wrote these lyrics or what I meant when I wrote this song, because I know it means something different to everybody else. And I don't want to take away from that. I want that to just go and have a life of its own. And then I remember yeah. somebody asked a very similar question to Kurt Cobain one time. And Kurt Cobain said, oh, man, that's all just bullshit. I just put a bunch of lyrics on the page and it doesn't mean anything. You know, and there's there's a lot of worship of Kurt Cobain, especially these days. I've really seen it oh, as someone yeah. as someone who grew up. I remember when he, I was in high school when when he died and. And I remember um, who he was to me. And then it was like, he was there for a long time. But recently, I've just watched it turn into this like weird thing where it's like, he's all over social media, all these people talking about him. They don't know him. I'm like, have you ever heard In Utero? Have you ever heard these albums? Like, do you even know what you're talking about? And so few people do. But I always thought that was interesting. And I never knew if he would, I feel like knowing not knowing him, but what my take on his personality was, he was just fucking with everybody when he said it. But I really don't know. But what you said there really struck a chord with me because it made me think about two of the my favorite bands growing up and like how different their perspective was on their music and like what it when somebody asked them what does your music mean, they had two very different answers. So Yeah. Well I mean at the end of the day we're just having fun too, right? True that. This shit is very fun. But um some people are having fun responsibly and some people aren't. Some people are just doing shit and that's okay. That's okay. Just 100%. do it, but don't define it. Let everybody else define it because art is open to interpretation and it's meant to be interpreted by a multitude of people. You know, I'm just, I'm just Avery Jacob. You know what I'm saying? What about Tony Dollar? <laughs> what about Mike Pierce? What about Damagoo? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, my perspective is just one. But I like when you're speaking to the multitudes, you have to consider them. You have to. Because if you don't, then you fail. You know? Powerful. That's just it. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, another one of your songs I dig, man, is that um, "Spirit Cooking." Ah. First of all, first of all, um, your outfit is fire. <laughs> like what you're wearing in that video. Oh my god, hey. dude! I absolutely love it. And I, I, you know, for the longest time, Dom, I didn't even realize you were in that video. You're in oh, it. Yeah, a, yeah you're in it. A few. Huh? It's a little. It's a little cameo. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you're dancing. I see when you're dancing, and and yeah, I'm, like, in it, I'm in a what's the other song? Love gonna keep me love gonna keep me on the ground. I'll make a little cameo in that. Really? Yeah, I give uh, I he give gives, he gives I, Shorty a hug, and she looks like 
She's hella bad. Wait, when she like she walks over, like if you're looking at the screen, she comes in from the right side, and she is that who she gives a hug? I thought that was you, Avery. I didn't realize. Oh, oh man, shit! Hell, like three feet taller. He's like three feet taller than him. What well, it happens hell? fast, you know. It happens really. It's just a little brief moment there in the video. Yeah. Damn, that's pretty amazing. Uh, that's really good shit, dude. Because um, he's got two projects. Now, Dom, you're only you're part of Stonewall, Stonewall Boulevard, obviously. Um, do you have anything to do with Avery? And I might be saying this wrong. I, I know he just stepped out there, but is it Avery J in the Bar or is it the BA? Like, what is, what's that name of his? I wasn't Avery J in the BA, but his new thing is uh, Avery Jacob. So it's like a, almost like a solo thing. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Okay. But I'm helping with writing, but I'm not actually in it. I'm just I'm just focusing on my books, my books. Hell yeah, which we talked about last episode, right? Yeah, yeah, it was good stuff. Oh, you weren't here for that, huh, Couch Guy? You weren't here last. I was on I was on the Facebook. I was watching. Oh, okay. Have you seen? Yeah. Uh, have you read his uh, the poetry in that book, or have you have you seen it at all, or any of that stuff? It's good I, stuff. I had to message him. It took the damn thing too damn long for me to get it, and I'm sitting here like encouraging other people to put reviews on there. I'm like, fuck, I haven't even got my book yet. Oh, yeah. shit. So I finally took a picture of it when I got it. I was like, look, I got it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I wish I brought it down here. I got it. My physical copy showed up, so I got it digitally, and then I got it. Oh, you already copy. got your physical copy? Yeah, it came pretty quick. I got it like two, three days ago, probably, something like that. Huh. Yeah, so it got here. It got here super quick. So when next time you're out here, you're going to sign it for me for sure. Oh, no. Yeah, of course. Um, hey, so Avery, we had talked a long time ago, and I, and I don't think I had all the information, but were you talking about maybe being a teacher or something like that or getting involved in education? Am I remembering that correctly, or did I make that up? Yeah, um, I was in school when we talked for elementary education. What a trip. Are you still looking yeah. at doing that, or have you just changed courses? I did change courses. Okay. Um, at some point, I will return back to that, but... Um, because I'm an artist and because I value the true artistry and, um, you know, children and cultivating that I changed courses major. Um, I have a, a very dear friend of mine who started a program called the learning posse. And, um, essentially it's, uh, I mean, it's one of the dopest programs I've ever heard. And it's about, educating children using a curriculum that is delivered through the message of hip hop. Ooh. And it's, um, it includes, I am affirmations. Like one of the big, like, like the, the, the lead message for learning posse is I am smart. So it teaches children early to speak life into themselves, mm. you know? And um, I, I, I made the realization that if we're going to attack the education of our youth, it has to be done in other ways. It has to be done in the most non-conventional ways. Um, and I think that because of the influence that hip hop music has had and will continue to have over popular culture, um, which is our culture, um, you know, 
I decided to direct my attention in another direction. So that's cool, man, dude. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about that. Um, but on a side note, did you hear? Uh, I, I think it was in 2017. I just learned this today. In 2017, uh, hip hop surpassed rock as as the of most downloaded. I heard that. And, mm-hmm. Of course, of course, you did. There's a reason why that happened, though, and it's a divine reason. It's a reason that. None of us can comprehend, but it's the natural selection of life. It, it, it just happens, you know? Um, our taste of music has evolved. That's all that says, you know? Because hip-hop is still, uh, as far as music goes, you know, no. Even, even next to EDM, um, because EDM has evolved, right? EDM is now a culture of music, pretty much, because it, it, you know, anything can technically be considered EDM. But EDM really does begin right after disco music, because techno comes from the death of disco music. Techno and all DJ, like you know, the death of disco really introduced techno and hip hop into the pantheon of music but um hip-hop music becoming the most popular brand of music the most popular culture of music you know it's 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 just a sign of evolution but um you know it's probably part partly it's partly creed's fault too right I'm just no. Hey, don't do that. Look, 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 look. listen to me you can talk about two things in this world but don't, but just don't mention two things. God and Creed. <laughs> you guys are fucking crazy. Uh, hey, let's talk about learning posse. Tell me about this. I want to. Is this somebody? Is it, so somebody you know started this? This is somebody I would want to talk to, bro. I mean, this—that's right. What I'm in for sure. Yeah, I, I, I will. I will get you in touch with my brother. Um, you know, after after we finish talking. <laughs> Right there, my boy. Hold on, for the people, there's a lot of people that only listen to this and they don't watch the video. But hey, hey, and shout out to my boy Lucci with, with, with the, the afro. fucking afro. That's my manager. Hey, but, Mike, um, Mike, you should play that video. My manager and my drummer, he, he's multifaceted. But yeah, I'd love to get you in touch with my brother, um, Rallo Zones, because he's uh. He is a tour de force, and he is a brother that um, believed in me before anybody ever believed in me doing music. But um, yeah, how do you spell his name? I want to reach out to him. Rallo Zos, or maybe you can connect me. It's is it R A U L O R A H L O W Z O N E S or E Z, I believe, because you know he's he he's hip hop too. He is hip hop. You know, he was an MC before I was an MC, but, um, you know, he's one of my mentors, uh, my big brothers, my partners, um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we started a company called Our World, and it's just specifically because we want to make this world a better place. Um, and, you know, he was somebody that I lost touch with for a long period of time. But I regained touch with him. And when I regained touch with him, he said, hey, I started this dope program called The Learning Posse. And I told him, like, bro, like, I've 
I went to school for elementary education for a little bit. And, um, you know, I've done mentorship programs. I'd love to be involved. And, um, you know, now as a result, I mean, he is uh, like all amongst the Southeast. He is just spreading the learning posse, you know, um, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it for sure. Um, you know, you and I, but what I can say about it right now is um, it is the future of education um, because when hip hop first came to be, um, we said that hip hop was the future of music and people laughed at us. You know, what's that quote? And I heard hip hop is everything. And I'm, I am making the declaration right here that the learning posse is the future of education. Um, educating children through hip hop music. It's the future of education. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's all based off a of curriculum. We're teaching children numbers, shapes, um, you ever heard of have you ever heard of uh, flocabulary before? I'm sorry. You ever heard of something called flocabulary? I've never. I've oh, that never. Th these dudes are awesome. They got a, a website and they do all they do a lot of education stuff. Uh, but they've got they they basically write like rap songs um, to teach all kinds of different shit. So like oh, they've got you name it, they've got it. And so you can go on and you can find some song whether it's like you know like grammar, grammatical structures, whether it's mathematics, like whatever it is. And these and they're dope, dude. And the kids, I watch the kids, they just love it, dude. You turn it on and they just they fall in love with it. Yeah. Let's see here. Oh okay. yeah, there we go, right there. Yep. Boy, that yeah. look, their, their website looks cheesy, though, bro. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> you have to consider the, uh, the demographics. Consider the demographics. These are for kids. They think that kids will be interested in stuff like this. So, you know. Um, oh, yeah. I use it in my class for sure. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, these are people that we want to be in touch with. Yeah, for sure. We want to be in touch with. Well, and so, dude, that's the thing. You know, that's a big problem I've got is is the history of education, man. It's just as uh, it's just a f as foul and off track as any of our other history, right? And we look at like how did we get to where we're at in education? Everything. And Pierce has heard me go off on this stuff before, like the structure of the classroom, right? You've got all these kids sitting down in desks; they're all facing forward. You got the master of information standing at the front. Talk about ego, right? That's ego is always going to get into a teacher's head because there's they are the giver of all the information. They are the gateway for people to know. And I'm with you. Dude, I don't. I don't know about hip hop. I think it's a big part of it. I actually heard a quote. Somebody said, uh, "You know, hip hop is the CNN of the black community because they're the people yeah. speaking the truth. They're giving the news. They're telling them what's really going on. The actual news." Um, and so, yeah, yeah, but I love that, and I think that the future of education to me, a big part of it is students driving it, not not just teachers. Like teachers are there to facilitate, to help, to provide a guiding hand, uh, to kind of sh help show the way. But really education has to start with the kids. Cause we all know everybody had that experience in school, right? Where you're sitting there and some teacher standing up at the front and they might as well just sound like the dude from Charlie Brown, just wah, wah, wah. They don't really give a shit what they're saying because it doesn't touch their heart. It doesn't connect with them. And so that's what I love about you mentioned hip hop, right? Because a lot of that, I know for my students, for sure, a lot of that, uh, a lot of, they're very connected to hip hop and they love music. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. because the wah, wah, wah is a direct result of teachers failing to truly connect with students. And connection comes through relation. We have to relate to each other. Yeah, and, and I I'm not trying to relate to you. That's that that's that old crotchety mentality. That's that fucking, oh well, 
I grew up on this. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 like <laughs> it's 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 it, you. I, I'll tell you this. My grandmother. I speak to my grandmother like you know. It was like once a week. I call my grandmother, and to this day, she talks about how with my father. Like once Kung Fu fighting came out, she completely lost him because she hated that song. She, oh, I don't just talk about actual Kung Fu. She fighting. did not want to hear it. Everybody was Kung Fu fighting. She hated that song because it had nothing to do with the music that she grew up with. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it's not to say that she lost him, but it is to say that we can lose our youth by failing to connect with them. 100%. The minute that we fail to try and relate to what the kids today enjoy and listen to, we lose them. You know? Uh, yep. We have to connect to those things. We yeah, have with, to, We have to make big changes in education, man. Say that again, Couch Guy. That's a generation thing, man. I mean, the biggest thing is, is because, and, it, and, I, and I think everything ties down a little bit together too, it's not just like, um, like the education. It's just everybody's just. I think like the whole media concept and all that stuff is what actually pushes the boundaries of like how do I say this is of 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 that connection. Because like again, if you know if the educational system, um, not the system but the teachers themselves is like they they learn what these kids are generally attracted to and they move it into their classroom that. It's gonna make a teaching a lot easier, right? I, I that's just my personal opinion, right? And just like what opinion. you said, and, and and again, just like you said, it's 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 a generation thing. This generation is about the music. It's about it's about having fun. It's about putting you know a, a lot more excitement into the game and into what they like by emphasizing all those things into that. I, I mean, Tony, you're again, you're already doing it in your classroom. You're already setting those these students up for the right direction, right? But the hardest thing now, honestly, the hardest thing now is w- what happens after you, right? What happens going to happen after you? You set this example of excitement and all that stuff. What happens after you when when they go to these high school, middle school level, high school level, and they go to the old fart teacher that just talks about the same shit that, that can't be related, and then. They go downhill. Hence, why the educational system is so low. Um, oh, thanks, Mike. No, I pulled it up. <laughs> it's funny you say it, bro. Oh, I already had it pulled it up. Check it out. I got this one pulled up. Um, I they also had to, the Voyage Denver did a piece on him. Um, so I was I was doing a little catching up today. There's there's a number of articles out there on hey, uh, Avery. For I the listeners, we're out. pulling up some articles that are on Avery. Go ahead, bud. I want to shout out Taste Culture because um, Taste Culture did a great interview too. Um, a good friend of mine, Nicholas Hutchinson, um, he uh, he really like he 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 really really represented um, connections, man. Cultivating connections, it's it's really important. Um, I want to mention what Mark said, or, or couch guy. My bad. Uh, you're good. Everybody knows me, <laughs> boy. Um, because your perspective is enormous, especially because you as a parent, um, you're like, it's, it's almost like you're on the front lines of this, you know what I'm saying? Um, you see it firsthand 
And it's very important. You know what I'm saying? Because you're one of the first people that have to attack that. You know what I'm saying? Um, and you, you have to cultivate. It's, 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 it's the weirdest thing because it feels like a conundrum. You know, whenever I talk to anybody who's um, just like growing up and recognizing like, oh, shit, this life is confusing. It's because contradiction exists within society. It exists within ourselves too, because the higher self is fighting with the lower self. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 but it's something that we see all the time. Um, and that's, you know, that's a different argument, but ultimately what I'm saying is, is that like education has to change because at some point there is some facet there is some entity or energy that suggests that there has to be this disharmony, you know? There has to be this sense of disharmony because if there's not, then who will the, ch like, who will the children see as their savior? You know what I'm saying? Once the children can identify their savior, once they can identify, um, who is the person that makes sense of all of these confusing things that are thrown at us? Um, you know, that's the person that they listen to more than anything. You know what I'm saying? And that's a structural thing. That's a structural thing that is um, determined by society. And it's, Media. It's, it's, you know, that's neither yeah. here nor there. Yeah, we but just do what we can as people to try to combat that and try to like really kick the true word you know what i'm saying because we're in the age of information and things are going to be thrown at us like crazy from all sorts of directions and it starts really early and since it starts so early we have to catch it early as parents you know what i'm saying as uh as the parents and as the true leaders we have to be the ones to be like no, 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 no. We have to be the first filters, but it's difficult for us to be filters because we have to also work. We have to like work and we have to do other things and we have to make ourselves feel happy because we're people too. We're people too. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's a multitude of things all at once. It's like, we always have to keep ourselves on a swivel and it's, 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 it's hard to keep up with, man. You know? Hundred percent. Um, I think Couch Guy is really onto it when he said media too. I feel like, oh yeah, because you know my kids, they were like Jaden was born in in two thousand and six, and the iPhone came out in two thousand eight, and from right around that time to now, there has been an enormous acceleration in technology and an enormous acceleration in how integrated the internet has become into our lives. Like it's it's funny. Like I talk to my kids, and they don't even. Especially your kids are going to be even more so, Mark. But they don't even, they don't understand when I say there was once upon a time there was no internet. It might as well just be a fantasy to them. Like, they don't even know what the world was like. They can't imagine, what, like, what do you mean it wasn't there? That's like saying, like, the ocean wasn't there or something. Like, they're just so used to it. And the, the, uh, 
The beauty of the internet is, like you said, it can connect people like nothing else ever before. There's information at everyone's fingertips like never else before. Um, but it's also polluted, man. It's also full of uh, the darkness and the evil. It, it is, it's a reflection of humankind, right? So there's like everything out there. And when it comes to information, this is the big thing I'm teaching because I teach middle school kids. And so we're working on is like being able to navigate your way through the internet and like understand um, not just what's good and bad, but like what's bullshit, right? There's a lot of bullshit out there. There's a lot of people talking and not everybody who has a giant platform and reaches a lot of people is saying shit that's worth saying or is saying stuff that resonates with the truth that resonates with all of us. Right. And so like, that's, that's a big part, Mark. I think, I think you're right on dude, because when we were kids, it was so different, man. We always joke about it. You know, they would, they would kick me out of the house. They would literally shut the door and lock it and be like, go outside, go play, go find something to do. Right. And we would just like, we'd hang out with each other. We'd get creative and find shit. And now so many of these kids, they just got that technology right in front of them and they're just deep in the internet all the time. And like you said, Avery, we're all busy, we're working, we got shit going on and you're trying to keep track of it. But when they're on there, like a kid can go so deep, like that couldn't happen when we were a kid. If a kid was in his room by himself, there's only so many, so much bad shit he'd be doing, right? But now you can't even tell. They'd be staring at a screen and they could be deep in it for hours. You don't know who's talking to them, who's in their ear, what kind of shit are they hearing, you know, who's influencing what they think about themselves what they think about the world and some of that stuff it's like it's just like you got blinders on because sometimes if they're staring at a phone you don't even know what they're looking at you don't know what they're seeing you don't know who's getting in their head and influencing how they feel about themselves and everything else yeah Pornhub. have you ever seen um Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys uh do you guys know the youtuber his name is prince e uh, he does a lot of he does a he's a rapper he's an american rapper he's just a spoken word artist um, but he does a video called I sued the school system. And in this video, you know, he's doing spoken word and he's talking about, um, how the institution is ancient and how it hasn't progressed. And in one point of the video, he was showing, he goes, now let me, he goes, let me show you exhibit a, he goes, this is a phone. And he shows like a smartphone. He goes, this is a phone from 150 years ago. And it just shows, you know, like that old school, like that. He well, goes, the next phone? you know, no, Mark, even old 150 years ago, bro. Oh, like big ass brick phone. Like, oh my god. Anyways, <laughs> and so he goes, he goes, This is a car now. And he shows like a supercar, right? He goes, This is a car from 150 years ago. And it just shows, you know, the horse drawn carriage. And he goes, Now let me show you a school. And it showed like a classroom full of kids and the kids are like raising their hand. He goes, This is a school now. He goes, Let me show you a school from 150 years ago. And it shows another picture, and it's just kids in older clothes, and there's a kid raising his hand. And he's like, you know, just basically saying how the institutions now are a little bit different. And one of the first things that he says uh, in the video, he goes, you know, it's it's the way we're teaching kids. It's the way we universally teach everyone thinking everyone learns the same. He said that, you know, he goes, you can he goes, you can teach a fish to climb a tree. He goes, and because that tr fish is not capable of climbing that tree, that fish is going to think it's dumb for the rest of its life. Mm. Mm. Yep, 100%, bro. It, not only has it not changed, but, I mean, how effective was it in the first place, right? And the other thing is is the history of education has a 1,000 competing interests. Like, if, oh, you yeah. ask, if you ask a 1,000 people, what is the purpose of school, right? You're going to get a 1,000 different answers. Everybody, nobody knows. Everybody mm -hmm. feels, got that down, you know, in their heart feeling that some shit is broken. 
that is not working right, but what does working right look like, you know? And we got to figure that out. And stuff like what you're talking about, Avery, I think that shit is the future, you know? And that and you hit it on the head too, Pierce, because I, when I started teaching, that was one of the first things I thought. Like, one, one of them was, holy shit, what system have I got myself into, right? It's not like I'm just a freelance teacher and I get to do whatever I want. I got a thousand people breathing down my neck. I got people sitting in my classroom with clipboards. I got people telling me exactly what I'm supposed to be doing, handing me curriculum and tell them this is what they need to learn, right? You've got all of that. But this, the other big realization I had was whose fucking idea was it to have 30 students in a class? Or in my case, I teach five or six periods a day, right? Of 30 students in every class. That's a fuck ton of students. Whose idea was it to have one person in charge of teaching them? You know what I mean? Like, like because what you said, there is not this universal way that every person learns. Everybody's got different strengths. They they got different proclivities. Like they are attracted to different things. They they don't give a shit about certain things, right? That's being forced down their throat. So I think that's that's always something that's always struck me. It's like why do we have like a teacher standing in front? You got thirty kids just sitting there, supposed to be like receivers of information, but they all learn differently, you know. And so that's why um, you know teachers are overworked. It's too much. There's too much. It's not possible for a human to do what they're asking us to do um but more importantly it's like it's all the it's all the hands in the in the uh, all the cooks in the kitchen rather you know it's all the people and then, and then take this into consideration then dollar the expectations you know you have the expectations from the parents you have the expectations from your bosses the school board the principal you have the expectations of yourself on what you expect to do and what you expect for them to learn and then you have the expectations of the students on what they expect you to teach and what they're expecting to learn so it's just i mean universal isn't going to work with just all those different expectations out there absolutely man you know what the weird thing is though and and, and here and here's the thing it took and again, this is from parents like, uh, I mean, Mike, Tony and all that stuff. It's just like it took the pandemic to kind of make a lot of people realize how important teachers are in the world. Right. Yes. Now they're talking. <laughs> I'm saying seriously, let's, let's well, be all these all these parents became teachers over a sudden. They hate right. it. <laughs> exactly. They don't know patience. They don't know how to teach. They don't know how to how to. You know, and 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 it's a realization for for parents is like, how do you deal with your child, right? How do you deal with your child? It took that pandemic to kind of make that change in the world, to kind of make that that perspective of teachers, right? So now we got that perspective of teachers and how important they are, right? Well, the other thing that the but, pandemic highlighted was was inequity, bro. Like it's not equal everywhere. Like people don't have equal access. When when they told it, when everyone went online, there are schools that are doing fine, right? Their kids are all logging in, they're doing all their work, and then they're like, where I work for a lot of my students, dude, they look forward to school. That's their escape. That's where they get to go and be with their friends, and they get to to not worry about all the bullshit they got to deal with at home. And so when we had COVID, and all of a sudden you're telling these kids, and like they were trying to put out these standards of like all the kids have to turn on their cameras, and we were talking about this a uh, couple episodes ago pierce and you're like these kids don't want people peering into their home lives and to expect that that there's this universal expectation across the board that everybody's going to handle it the same is is ridiculous because yeah you're right it, i mean it did highlight you know teachers it, i don't know if it's just that it i think it made people just realize how important of a fucking job it is um it's it's something that we really gotta prioritize just for the sake of humanity for the sake of our society and our future um, but it also highlighted that shit is not equal man it's not fair, and the way the way things are set up is the system's rigged in a lot of different ways. Well, one of the things that I, I noticed is when we were 
doing my daughter's school. Um, I won't say the name of the school, but we took her to like one of those world schools, you know, because they were going to teach her how to do, you know, like uh, Mandarin in her first, you know, six years of school or, or Spanish or whatever, you know, learn a language and learn like to read that language, to do math in that language, et cetera. Right. Well, the part that made me the maddest, it was like, you know, I was asking about testing scores. I was asking, you know, why are they so low and this and that. And the excuse that it was from the principal, the excuse from the principal that came from her was that um, uh, because of the resources that they had available to them um, is why the students uh, do so poorly. She said specifically this, the students here in Aurora probably won't test as well as say a student that's in Highlands Ranch. And I was like, are you telling me because of their socioeconomic status that a kid is either dumb or smart? I was like, no, no, that's not how it works. It's how you guys approach that teaching and how the resources that you use. Now, if you have shitty resources, then just adapt. But you cannot tell me that because someone is poor or more better off that they're going to test better because of their socioeconomic status. Well, see, and the other the other thing you mentioned there is standardized testing in the first place. Like, what kind of fucking measure is it? You know, and that's a that's a real problem too, right? That we have these standardized tests. Listen, listen to the word standard, right? Across the board, this is how we decide if teachers are doing their job. This is how we decide if students are learning and progressing in the directions they should be going in, right? So that's that's a problem too. Um, yeah. yeah, my man. biggest thing is is that you know how okay a, a lot of these decision making is based off of what it's a bigger circle right now within that big circle they make a decision and then they 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 hire people like our governors and stuff like that and to govern this little state my thing is here's the thing and and i, I think this needs to change altogether i mean even the economic aspect of it um and all that stuff is that i think they I honestly think they need to make changes based off of that specific, like for instance, in within the United States, within that specific state, because diff, like for instance, different states and stuff like that have higher numbers of poor and all that stuff, which they need to adapt to that specific place and make those changes and make those standards lower or better or whatever it is that they have to do to to make it not seem like it's that hard because. And again, and the, the the worst part is the people who are making these decisions have rather not been through the life that we had. I mean, I went I went to Aurora Central. These guys went to Aurora Central, right? You went to you know I don't you know you went to Cali and I don't know you know what parts, Mike. I don't know where you Fre went. To school, Fresno. I want to yeah. I want to apologize ahead of time. Sorry for going to Aurora Central. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> fuck you! Oh, man. I love you. I'm gonna let that one slide. I that one slide, but. Just all together, man. It's just like I feel like you know, with these governors and mayors and stuff like that. I think the people who you know they say that we have a voice and all that stuff. Oh no! Did we do we lose them or did I freeze? Oh snap! I froze. I froze because everybody's. Hmm. Did we lose internet or something? I don't know what just happened. Uh, sorry to the listeners here. We were in the middle of this call. Everything's frozen. It's still recording. Yeah, you froze. Yeah, I froze I hard, it's, it's, which it's, sucks because I'm recording the, the audio version. So it was just me over here talking for a second. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry, couch guy. What were you saying? Yeah, no worries, man. I mean, the biggest thing is, is I, I just feel like, you know, it, it, it's there. It's such a huge standardized testing for it. And I think it goes across the board. I think each state had should have different levels based off of 
the state itself, the, the state of the economy, the state of the place. And, and again, different states have higher poverty. Why would we hold them in the same level? Yeah. If they know, like, for instance, just like what Mike was saying, he went to this is like, oh, because he went to Aurora and low income, they're not going to test aside. Don't th- th- we should change the standards. We should change different ways of teaching. We should hire different people. That's going to be like at that level to help them understand in different ways. And that right? is instead of if you identified that, then why the fuck are we doing anything about it? Yeah, no, that's right? a good point, right? How do we make these changes? But the other part of that is that once upon a time, it wasn't like that. And in Ameri- in, the, in the history of American education, that came about because people felt, a lot of people felt that education wasn't working and that it wasn't fair in different places. People were getting better educations. And then they started saying, wait, 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 why are there different expectations? And so we came up with these that's where standardized tests came from was this idea of like we can measure across the board all schools but you're right dude i think it needs to happen at the local level all these kind of changes these decisions you gotta just like you have to like when i have a classroom and let's say i have 25 or 30 students in there i can't approach every single one of those students in exactly the same way it it works the same way on a bigger scale you can't approach a specific community the same way like all communities are treated the same because they're not they got different history they got different cultural makeups different religious backgrounds different economic status right like all these things play a role so i agree with you man um but it is it is interesting because once upon a time it was more locally determined like how school was set up so important to the damn government how they want to increase the educational background of the united states of america and yet everything is just set i mean they just they just do this right without making any bigger changes because the the world is evolving just like everybody says the world is evolving the generation is changing why aren't we but the reason why we're not is because you have to realize as our consciousness expands so does the universe as above so below as within so without but If everybody recognizes that there's an expansion happening, everybody is going to be asking for more. We're going to require more, not just from our government, but from our schools, from all systems that control us. Because we need more. Because we're understanding more. More and more and more is the word. More is the word. They can't provide you more. And because they can't provide you more, they can't like, you know, you, you just got to have to take what we can give you at the moment because we're struggling to understand. It's almost as if like everybody is on the one and the one is growing. You know what I'm saying? It's still the one, but that one is like a circle. That circle is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And within that circle, there's so much more contained. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what the universe is. The universe is this big thing that's just like constantly expanding. Just like our consciousness is expanding. Just like we're coming and growing to understand more things. And as we grow to understand more things it becomes more difficult for us to maintain. So there's difficulty there. There's fallacy there. The fallacy is extremely human. 
You know, the fallacy is extremely human. But what we need is superhuman because we need to understand why in the fuck is this getting harder? Why in the fuck is this growing? Why am I not in control of this growing? We have to maintain some control. The control that we're able to maintain is within your understanding of it, though. And if it's within your understanding, that trickles down. Shit rolls downhill. So, like, your understanding becomes your child's understanding. Mm. Your child is just growing to understand. The child does not have true understanding. The child just does shit, you know? But you're conditioned. And as you're conditioned, you grow to figure out how to just do shit. And that's why every, that's why direction is so hard to seek in this life. Because some people grow to understand what they're meant to do. And some people don't. And that's fine if they don't, because eventually they will. You will understand what you're meant to do in this world. But if you don't, stand by. Hold on. You know? Hold on. Because I don't fucking understand you. I don't understand you because my consciousness is growing just like the universe is growing. You know? As within, so without. As above, so below. You know what I'm saying? We are all down here. Our feet attached to the soil, trying to understand the consciousness of the universe as it expands, as our minds expand, as we grow to, as we like grow to accept that there are multiple, um, there are multiple genders. There are multiple, um, you know, sexual appetites or whatever. Like there are multiple facets of pleasure. Like it's, it's, it's like, what the fuck? I thought there was only two. No, there's more. There's, there's so much more and you don't even understand it yet, but it's growing because you're growing because the universe is growing because that is growing. And so is your consciousness. All these things are growing in real time. It's a cosmic balance. It's a cosmic dance. And we haven't caught up to it yet. We're trying to catch up to it because we want to have some sense of capacity. Capacity is capability. Those two things are related. You know what I'm saying? If you can understand the capacity of something, you can understand just how much it encompasses. You can understand just how much it contains, just how much it can hold and within its hands. But if that is flexible, but our understanding is not, we struggle. You know, we struggle. At one point, people of color were not accepted within this country. And that's not just black people. That's you. And that's you. And that's you. That's everybody. That's all of us. At one point, the melting pot, that was a weird thing. Because this country was only meant for one person to expand. But now, shit, I got I to gotta figure out a way to appease this person. Because they're expanding. And this person. And they're expanding. And this person. This per- and all these people look different than me. But that is the definition of expansion. It, 
it's it's out of your hands now. It's so much you can't even grasp it. We only have two. The physical component of you can only take so much. And you have to be more than that. The universe is more than that. You know? It's this constant wave of expansion that is happening right before your very eyes. And society is just catching up with that. It really is. It really and truly, and it's happening right before you. And because it's happening before your very eyes and it's happening faster than you could even fathom, 20 years ago, 20 years ago, if you, if you could tell yourself 20 years ago that one, two, three, four, five people could be talking at once, seeing each other, speaking at once, you'd be like, nigga, you sound crazy as fuck. And not only are we talking, but we're talking through this fucking black screen. We're talking into a black screen. What the fuck do you sound like? You sound crazy as a motherfucker right now. Not only that, but I have a supercomputer in my hand that I keep in my pocket. And it tells me everything. If I ask a question, if I wanted to ask this supercomputer, what is the distance between the earth and the sun? It would answer me. And I could tell you that in real time, you would say you sound like a fucking fool. You sound foolish. That makes no sense at all. But it is. Because if I Googled that right now, I would get an answer for it right the fuck now. Because consciousness is expanding. The mind is expanding. And as within, so without. As above, so below. It's happening in real time. And we can't even fathom it. But it's catching up to us. And it's kicking our ass. Pierce, I think we just got our very first uh, spiritual clip for Reverb Nation right there. <laughs> that was fire, bro. Oh, my God. I've been having thoughts about taking the taking that. We talked about a couple episodes ago. I was talking about taking a uh, that trip back down the mushroom road, you know, and just kind of like, <laughs> I feel like I just did it right there. I don't even need to anymore after that. Oh, that was fucking I you, brilliant. I got you. <laughs> Dude, I well, love Tyson, it. Tyson was on there commenting earlier and saying that uh, there's the uh, – uh, a huge gap between wealth and education, you know, and mm. it's the same, the same gap that's in wealth is the same gap that's in education. Yep. He's also saying that, um, the teaching should be incentivized instead of just, you know, how it's sitting now. Incentivized. Is that what he said? Yeah. Yep. Okay. What do you mean by incentivized Mikey? Like when you got a contract in the NFL and you catch 50 passes and you get more money. Yeah, but see, then where where the real question there is is in football, it's real clear. But in education, what's the measurement? You know what I mean? And that's yeah. where that's where people argue. That's where there's the the real like well, it becomes difficult, right? You put that you put that level in incentivizing and teaching people will 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 play the game. It's well, that's what's that's what's happening right now, though, too, partially. The problem, really, the problem with education, the biggest problem, that the fastest way we could fix things in at least somewhat and make the biggest bang for our buck would be to change how schools are funded they're funded by property taxes in the community right so if you have a poor community you're going to have a poor school 
And if you have a rich yeah. community, you're going to have a rich school. And if we could change that, instead of standardizing tests and expectations, instead we standardized funding for schools, I think that would have a huge impact. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a perfect example, Dollar, of that. It's here in Colorado. Um, Colorado Mountain College, um, those schools are one of the cheapest colleges in the nation. Um, and that's because of you know what Dollar just said. They're paid for by the property taxes. Now, to give you a little breakdown of where Colorado Mountain Colleges are, Colorado Mountain Colleges are in Vail, Aspen, Breckenridge. If you have property taxes on a million dollar homes. Pay less. Pay less. <laughs> pay less. Yep. They, and they do. And they pay less. They're paying, you know, like if you're within the district, you're looking at like $99 a credit, I think, if, if I looked at it right. And that's ridiculous. That, that, that right there is the definition of wake the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> that's the definition of, I'm sorry, my, my, my videos out, my kids are right behind me. One of them's a bit half naked. Um, <laughs> I don't want the world to see my kid half naked. Um, Smart move. <laughs> biggest thing is that that right there, Mike, you're right, man. That just seeing those things right there. I mean, it's crazy because that information is available for everybody, right? Yep. That information is available for everybody. And yet, even with that information that you just stated, right, nothing is happening. <laughs> nothing is happening, right? I don't even work in the education field, right? I work in banking. And I can tell you right now, even even the education in, 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 in realistic things that they need to know is not there, right? They took one point in time in, in, in school, they used to send students out to, um, I don't Dom, I don't know if you remember this, Dom and Avery. Remember when we used to go to this place where they teach us how to work our like bank accounts? Yeah. yeah. We pretend to be somebody. They don't do that shit. They don't do none of that stuff no more. The education in, 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 in the poverty poor areas, man, it's it's bad. Well, Mark, yeah, with all that information, it's still, it's still, they don't do shit about it. And the reason why I'm mad about it is because, number one, I'm a parent, right? I'm a parent. Absolutely. I don't want, I do not want any of my kids in the level in the school, you know, that that ain't gonna get anywhere, but I have no choice because that's where I am in life. Right? My kids are like that. I'm I'm depending on these teachers that cross my fingers and well, actually not cross my fingers, who I've met have a huge heart and then it's been one hundred percent so so cooperative and supportive of my kids and I and I'm proud of that and proud to see that come those new students, new teachers coming into that. It's just that, man, what about the future? What about middle school? What about high school? Where I know that none of these people might not have been changed for the past 10, 15 years. And uh, guess what? They're still the same people who've been teaching for a long time and have no passion to making any changes because that's what they're used to doing already. And that's what they're going to keep doing because that's their, that's their career now. So instead of adapting to it, you're going to keep doing what they're doing. And then the kids, once again, has a structure to fail, right? 
I like that you and mentioned waking up, bro, because that's that's what needs to happen, right? And it also ties into what Avery was saying a minute ago, is like we all, we're, like everything's expanding and we're looking around and we're like, wait, why am I not in control, right? And everybody's saying it. Parents are saying it. Kids are saying it. Teachers are saying it. Everybody's looking around and we, I mean, it's the same problem. I've been saying this stuff since way back in the day. We all have. We've all been aware of it. But there's a few people in the world that control everything. And that used they used to call that a conspiracy theory. And now in 2021, it's just fucking the truth, man. It's just what people know we look around we see it like there are very few people controlling most of the wealth in the entire world and that that's an issue dude that's a real problem and that's that is it's a huge part of what all this is because like you mentioned we got to wake up right but it's really the important part is who's going to wake up because some of these people um maybe they're they're driven by other things and they've been awake a long time and that's why shit's the way it is right because those people have been awake they know what they want they know how to manipulate the system and control it and to make sure gerrymandering and go ahead, Avery. I want to add this to it too, because you, 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 um, you made a really valid point without even making it real quick, Mark. Um, you said like, I'm not even in education. I'm in banking, but I will tell you this. It's all connected. It's all connected. And I say that without providing any bit of background on purpose, because if you look into it, you will see how it's all connected. Public schooling, private schooling, charter schooling, all that shit. It's all connected and it's for a reason. And look into it you'll, you'll you'll see it you know what i'm saying it's important to look into it though that's the biggest thing because here's the crazy thing about this fellas it's not just the five of us in this room it's the people that are watching too you know what i'm saying so like if everybody can do their research because that's where it starts doing your research you know and some people are like no just give me the answers i don't have the answers but I can tell you that it's all connected because I've seen the connection. I've seen the connectivity. I have, you know what I'm saying? I wish I can show you, but you can show you better than I can. You can show you better than I can show you. You just have to see it. You just have to, you have to take those steps to see it because it is connected for a reason. It's connected for a reason. And we started this podcast by saying, like, talking about music and me saying, like, it's part of something way bigger. It's part of something way bigger. Hell yeah. I had, because I had a bunch of questions down for you and that one question just took us off. Are you still looking at education? You know, or like, where did that, what happened with that? You were looking at being a teacher and <laughs> here we are. <laughs> so I mean, we burned most of the podcast going down this crazy road, uh, but it's a hundred percent right, man. It is all bigger. It is bigger than just the music. It's bigger than all of it. And it all does come full circle. Uh, comes all the way around, man. Uh, dude, I love it. Um, so what's next for you though? Avery, what's coming next? What, what can we, uh, if I'm a huge fan of your music, what can I look forward to? What's coming down the pipeline? More music, more music, more moments, more education. Yes, I love now, it. More poetry, more everything. Yeah, yeah. And more world, more life, our world, everything. It's all of it, everything. That's what's down the pipeline. 
Hell Everything yeah. is down the pipeline. And yeah, the pipelines get clogged, they go fucking, we go figure out how to fucking unclog because that's what we're here for. <laughs> we're here for clarity. We're here to create a constant stream, a constant stream of information, of entertainment, and all of those things. That's yeah. what we're here for. And because of the consciousness of the universe expanding, we are expanding and figuring out ways to provide clarity through all of it. So all you got to do is stay tuned. You know, this is not the, like, obviously this isn't our first time here. Damagoo been here mad times, <laughs> but this is not my first time here. And it's certainly not my last time here. So just stay tuned because as long as we have breath in our bodies and as long as we're capable of being able to provide the entertainment, the education, the information, we're going to do that. That's what we're here for. That's what's down the pipeline. More and more and more, because that's what we're here for. Avery, can I make one thing, man? From what, you know, from your brother, from another mother, I'm going to put my mic on. The only thing, I mean, my, my, my camera, you know, I see you growing. I see you getting bigger. You know, and I'm and I'm 100% proud of you and Dom with your poet Dom with your poetry. I'm proud. Of, I'm proud of y'all with all with best your, selling with author music, over there, bro. With your with with your music, with your everything that y'all doing. The only thing you know, I want to encompass what you said and how everybody's connected and all that stuff is that the one thing I ask is that you add. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna kind of help bring unity is that you explain to people and in within your music that I, I wish i hope you put this in some of your music and how we live man how we lived you know what i mean tony you weren't part of you you know you and my family you, you, you guys know i wasn't around you guys the most i was around these guys and to explain on how we live man you know how we we survived right and how we we thrived and my with, God, right though. with with no with with no vehicle with the issues the friends the family everything man just explain tell them in your story bro and i think by doing that you can literally like expand your reach to everybody because right now with this pandemic everybody's gonna hear it Everybody's gonna listen to it, and everybody can relate to it, and that's the biggest thing is relate relate to the music, right? And you know I'm the biggest critic when it comes to y'all's music. You, I'll tell you whether or not I like it. You are, you are. I'm the biggest critic. You know me. Always fucking. I'm the only dude that's the realest dude, and I tell you, I don't like that beat. I don't like that song. Yes, always. But I'm telling you, everything that I heard, I love it. And all I'm asking you, if you're going to go big, man, go tell our story, bro. Go tell our story. And you tell everybody everything that we went through. And you tell them exactly how we got out of it. Off of hard work, compassion, right? And love for everybody. Not just for one person, for love for everybody. And I can't tell you no more. Out of the two people, that, the, the folks that I kept in contact with, you two are the most loving people. 
that I know that that gives everybody a benefit of the doubt to just keep moving forward. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You're gonna go big. Keep that, like you said, keep the ego to the side, right? And let the music speak for itself, and they'll love you for it for it moving forward. All Absolutely. I'm saying is that my daughter is half naked again. I'm yeah, you better turn that camera, camera off, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love that. You know what? That's what I love. I love that about you, Couch Guy, man. You're 100% from the heart right there. And that was that was a pretty touching thing to hear you say right now. Because um, I know you guys connect. And we all grew up in different places. Um, I, I grew up in California. And I have my own my own set of issues, my own set of stuff. But to hear you speak to that, like, uh, coming growing up with those guys and asking him to, like, represent you too. And, like, what you guys went through and what you knew together growing up and how you got out of it. Uh, that's powerful, man. I, man. I love you, Mark. I love you, man. <laughs> I love y'all, man. I love y'all. I love y'all. Hell yeah. I love y'all, Hey, Tony Dollar, you know we got work to do. We do. You know we got work to do. We do. And I mean that. I really mean that. I still, like, I, um, I still remember being there with you for the first time and playing the bass to one of your songs and really understanding the rhythm. You know what I'm saying? You're really getting down to the rhythm. Well, I got to tell you, so, bro, if you, I don't know when you might be coming through Colorado. Um, I'm with my three kids and. <laughs> oh yeah dude because it, it's funny you mention it because my my heart's been especially when I, I sat down and watched a bunch of your old videos today and was just like going through your music and stuff preparing for the podcast and man it, it just kind of reminded me like there is this thing in music that's always tugging me and when i became a teacher i didn't really intend to set music completely aside but i didn't really know the world when i was getting into and once i got into it and i started seeing the day-to-day -day, music has really gone by the wayside for me um and i've been talking with my kids a lot all my kids play music they're all musicians they're all singers they write their own stuff um and so we've been talking a lot about this summer like trying to actually put some music together and lay some stuff down uh it working with you again or work actually we never really worked together we jammed together we talked music um, but right. i would absolutely love to actually do some real work with you um i would i would love it of course dom <laughs> me and dom sat down one time and wrote like <laughs> you know five songs in in a half an hour and felt like look at that oh look at that what? hell yeah there it is right there oh man that was a powerful evening right there oh uh, yeah. that uh, dude what's his name right there on the guitar he is so tall that dude's a giant okay. dude Shawnee, Shawnee Lewis. Yeah, for the listeners, we're looking at some footage. Is that the con that is that your? Uh, oh, this is on our page, huh, Mike? Yep. Oh, beautiful. So, is that you that filmed that right there? Yes, sir. Oh, dude, I love it. Oh man, damn! What a Yo, look at the jam. Look at that! Look at that! Look at that crowd. Look at that road jamming. I've never even seen this. I could that, feel the power that night, man. Oh, hell yeah. He needs to take off that track jacket, though. He don't look right with that thing. <laughs> What's going on with that man? He needs to take the, that off, my boy. It's the real one. Oh, man, we have come full circle. That's perfect. Beautiful timing. Look at that. We're right there at one hour and 30 minutes. Look at those old ass dudes. That's hilarious. <laughs> Listeners have no idea what we're talking about. We're showing a bunch of pictures and some and some video and stuff from that night. People, when we, people ask me why I don't smile a lot, and it's because when I smile, only one side of my face smiles. <laughs> Like that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? Why do I have to look like a? 
Yeah, that's uh, that's our future right there, fellas. Just, uh, <laughs> dude, it has been an absolute pleasure, man. I can't thank you enough for being here, Avery. You got to come back. Um, I want you to hook me up with your friend too. I, I do want to meet this guy, uh, Rollo. I think you said his name was yeah. Raz yeah. Agul. Raz Agul. He said. Oh, is that what he said? Okay. No, that's the that's the hey, bad guy. That's the bad guy from Batman. Hey, I can't believe you just said that, but <laughs> <laughs> only because I love. I, I have a, a very deep love for Batman. <laughs> Batman begins. Raj Al Ghul. Raj Al Ghul. I'm going to after this. I'm going to be like, Raj Al Ghul. He's going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, thank you, brother. It is always a magical experience spending some time with you. I appreciate you. I love you, brother. I love you, Dom. Thanks for being here. Here. I can't wait till your new book comes out. Um, I'm, I'm, I already enjoyed the one you've already got out. I love much love to you guys. Thank you, Couch Guy, for being here. Um, look at you weren't you weren't your typical crazy ass Couch Guy self tonight. Look at you, you're bringing some serious points to the table tonight. What? I know. Sides of me. That was different. Sides of me, man. You were like, you, it's, yeah. It's like it's like bipolar Couch <laughs> Guy because it's like <laughs> the last episode. It was wild. <laughs> it was wild. I don't know if you guys caught that one. <laughs> Uh, that was that was pretty funny. You were like office chair couch. You were like office chair guy tonight. You have yeah, it's different roles. When we got when we got Avery looking like life coach over here, I can't go like that, man. You can't change the rhythm. You can't change the rhythm of life coach. You know, you got to go with the flow. Now I tell you what, next time I come in here, it might not be the same. I can tell you that much. <laughs> it might be the couch guy that we all love and love. <laughs> One no. last one last thing before we get out of here. Is there any place you want people to go, Avery? Is there any is there any any uh parting messages or any websites or anything you want to send people to? Like you got the last word here, brother. Hey yo, I want everybody to continue to live and dream and kick and scream. Mm. And um go look up Avery Jacob Storm coming. And that's it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, what do you think, Pierce? That's a perfect place. Yeah, I think with that dollar, that's a wrap, sir. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, boys. Oh.